This is the Leapcast, where we talk about how today's current events impact your real life. If you are tired of politics or you are just exhausted from the spin, this show is for you. My name is Andrew Lieb, and every week I host a talk radio show breaking down the news from an independent point of view. We discuss real estate, business, and your health. Hear from the experts and learn the truth on the Leapcast. Personal coach and trusted attorney, Andrew Lieb. I'm, I'm coming in. I'm thinking that we're going to talk about dress codes because there's like a big court of appeals case, and Cheryl over here is like wearing Mark's jacket. Yes. And she's like, Why are you wearing her husband. your husband's jacket? <laughs> What's going on here? We want to understand. Was that like, from your date last night when you were a little cold and you said, is, take my jacket? It is circa like 1990. That's why I leave it in the office, but I wear it now because I'm That's the really extra cold. jacket. Yeah, it's exactly. like a very Saved by the Bell move, right? To take off the jacket and put it on the girl. Yeah. <laughs> I love Most it. later. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So I want to tell you about dress codes, but the last week we had very low numbers on the podcast and before that we're doing what we normally do and which is wild because lauren had me read this thing that says if you find the show to be valuable please subscribe to the leapcast on apple podcast and give us a five-star review i figured if i said it people would just do it but the truth is here's how we get listeners so we're just going to do this it's gonna be like a public service announcement in the way of all the stuff we do according to fortune the housing market correction intensifies as layoffs hit Redfin and Compass. According to MarketWatch, Fed's biggest rate hike since 1994 means millions more home buyers may be priced out of housing market as 30-year mortgage rate spikes. According to Insider, the housing market is quickly cooling off after years of price gains and bidding wars. Here's what's happening and why. The truth of the matter is I don't need to make an entertaining show or talk about what's going on in the Constitution. What people want to know, Morty, is that the housing market blows. Like, that's where we're at right people now. People are still like, it's a seller's market and the, that they think that it's not going to crash. But look look at the news, people. No, no. The only people that are saying that, Lauren, are the mortgage brokers and real estate brokers. Although I did see a great um, thing on my Facebook the other day. I don't know. Do you guys have lots of brokers on your Facebook? Not as much as you. When last year was happening, Cheryl, every minute you would see they bought a new car, they bought a new house, they bought a new watch. And they, they would show everybody on Facebook. They even got a blazer that was updated. <laughs> so, And they would brag about it. And then someone wrote, funny how I don't see any of my mortgage friends bragging about how rich they are now. And I, I thought it was pretty funny how they did that. Yeah, I, I saw the, uh, the cars that were in the parking lot for your class when you teach uh, real estate agents. They were a lot less fancy than they were last year. It's amazing. They've already been <laughs> repoed. Them in. Yeah. They've already been repoed. And and people might think I'm being mean, but I'm just being Oh, come on. You all know those people. No, no. I'm that just stand being, in front of their Porsche and post a picture on Facebook. Let's just put it out there. They're douches. But that's a whole nother story for another day. What I'm trying to say is that for the professional real estate broker, real estate salesperson, mortgage broker that understands there's ups and downs in a market and you have to keep a reserve, they're loving this moment right now because this is the moment you gain market share. And that's really the key to it all. Like I was on a bunch of different TV shows recently about our book, 
10 Strategies to Purchase po- Property Post-Pandemic. It's a good book. I read it. It's a must read for everyone. You like that? I do. Uh, that sounds like we I told Cheryl, to say that. No, no. We told Cheryl we were going to take her blazer if she didn't say it. <laughs> Don't worry. She's I like, did Mark's not pay blazer. her to say that. Yeah, Mark's blazer. Morty wants, <laughs> Morty's like, when you give it to the girl, she doesn't get to keep it. she got to give it true. back. Have you it's ever noticed true. that your clothes disappears when you're with a wife or a girlfriend? Well, if you have a very soft sweatshirt, you cannot expect to keep that. You want to hear some crazy talk? My kid's going to Racket Lake. He's actually leaving for sleepaway camp, not this week, but next week on Saturday. So is my daughter. Isn't it exciting? Next yeah. Saturday, my son. the 25th. It's the time. So the story goes like this. We spent a small fortune on this clothes that you need to buy. I imagine oh you God, guys did too, yes. right? It's like- I didn't realize the biggest expense wasn't the tuition. And, yeah. and and not just the clothes, the shipping of the clothes. Like I want to be in the clothes shipping company. But yeah, the trunks. Yeah, but Lauren doesn't even know I'm about to talk smack. So she's getting excited, but it's about her. He's going to be making fun of me. No, I just want to tell you what happened. So we spent this fortune, Morty. You spent a fortune on the clothes, right? Cheryl, you spent a fortune? fortune. And so I said, the one thing I want is a sweatshirt with the name of the camp on. I felt like I'm going to spend whatever, thousands and thousands. I want one sweatshirt so I could look at it and be like, oh, I'm happy. My kid's at camp. So it comes in the mail. My son and Lauren put it on the – the bed for me with a little my son Spencer even wrote like this thing present for daddy blah 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 I go to the other room I come back and Lauren's wearing it (laughs) (laughs) happy father's day I didn't even wear it I never put it on it's mine now it is so comfortable they did it right I just want you to know I've not put it on like she even let me have it to steal it like it was on my bed as present that's a good move it's it's already gone (laughs) sorry next year so I've been on these shows. If you want to borrow one of Mark's sweatshirts, I'll oh. ask him. <laughs> I'll only do it after we go on a date. I like to steal it, so then he has a reason to call me, so he gets our outfit back. I know. I know how it goes. So I know the game. Uh, Mark's going to be like, where's my shirt? Where's my shirt? I'm like, I have it, Mark. I'm cuddling. <laughs> anyway, back to where we were. I just want to put this out there because it's important. I don't want it to get lost because... I have brokers and salespersons that have rage that know me that I just talk smack and I need to be clear about what we're talking about. And we can go back to the funnies and everything else. It's just very important that we say that I've been on these shows and I'm just telling you why they asked me this question. They asked me about the market and what's going on right now. And they're like dumbfounded that the market is going down. Like the shows I were on, I just did a show for, um, I forget the name of the magazine, Lauren. Um, there's That's a, not very good marketing. I, I don't even remember. Anyway, I, I was on ABC. That probably is good marketing. But I was on a show for some whatever. And the guy goes to me, what's changing in the market? And I go, well, it's about to be a buyer's market. As we see mortgage interest in the six percentages, you're seeing the Fed just went up 0.75%. You're seeing that people are hearing the word recession. <clears throat> We're already at an unbelievably high market that shouldn't stay as the market of where it is. And by the way, all the people moved at the beginning of the pandemic, so the demand cycle has to catch up to ordinary because people are removed, so now people don't actually even want the houses as much as they did before. And anyway, so I said it was going to be a buyer's market. I just want to put that out there. This is the point. And he was like so dumbfounded. He was like, well, how do we expect that to happen? Like, how come, how come that's happening? And I go... The, the real estate market's cyclical. That's my only point I want to make right now. Like, don't be sad when the real estate market goes bad. That's when real professionals make market share and money. Like, you look at this. Why do we write a book? Not not how to sell real estate, but ten strategies to purchase property post pandemic. The whole reason is that I wanted to arm people 
for when the market starts changing and buyers get power when the market changes, which we knew was going to happen after COVID, which is happening right now. We've been saying the second half of 2022 for, I don't know, a year and a half now. And we, we timed the market a little too early, but it, it is happening. That's not true. We timed the market perfect for when people should do things. We released yeah. the book too early. So we, we've been saying on the show, second half 2022 since the beginning. And now the book, here's the problem, Cheryl. Booking um, agents for TV shows are saying, well, your book's been out for a year. And I go, have you tried reading it? It takes about a year to read it. The whole point was- Legit. No, it does. And I read it really fast. You're like brilliant and have a doctorate. So there's that. And so I, I, I wanted people to read it. So now we have Lauren's considering me rewriting the first chapter so we could re-release it with a timely date. What do you think, Morty? Should I do that? Uh, I think that might work. Maybe get someone else to write a forward or something. How about the Chazaka? Forward by the Chazaka. Uh. If you, if anybody work. listening has an idea of who we should make write that for that forward, let us know. Is there anybody out Is there? there? Anybody out there? <laughs> so here's the thing, though. I just Lauren told me that our numbers were down, and I don't agree with her. But her theory is that if I use the word real estate, our numbers spike immediately. So again, real estate and fortune, real estate and market watch, real estate and insider. And if you're one of these people going that the market's a problem, I'm telling you that when every change in market dynamics are advantages. For example, right now, as a law firm that does compliance, pitching compliance work is really stupid. Because most companies don't want to allocate extra budget to preventative measures when they're on a down cycle when companies like Compass are letting off. That being said, collections are way up where companies aren't getting paid and now they're suing on that. In addition, foreclosures are way up. Like that's something we're seeing all over the place. And so what you have to do when you're a real estate professional, and I do get it if you're a mortgage broker and refinances is the name of the game and you're losing money on the refinance, what you need to be doing, hopefully you were smart enough and didn't just think that the up wave was going to last forever. It's been since 2008, I would say approximately till now, which I would say 14 years is pretty it's lucky. A long ride. Maybe you put away some shekels right now <laughs> and you're ready to go invest those dollars, which is really the key on here's where we're going to get. Ready? Anyone who had an arm adjustable rate mortgage when they bought their property and their arm is going to in the next year or so reset. You know, some of them are five year arms, seven year arms, 10 year arms. If it's going to reset in the next year or so and they were redlining too much and they can't keep the money going on that investment property or house, someone who has cash reserves is going to be able to hard money lend them out of the issue and or buy the property out of the issue and you're going to have opportunity going on. So we shouldn't look at things as being negative. But if you want to look at things being negative, just think about this. Vince McMahon is no longer in charge of the WWE. And that just makes me smile. (laughs) I just have to tell you. I'm going to tell you why. Ready? I'm going to tell you why. He made his son-in-law Triple H. And I don't understand how you would ever have your daughter marry Triple H when The Rock can you smell what The Rock is cooking? Like, this is just some silly talk. Triple H is the son-in-law. Lauren. That's did the game, right? The game? They call him the game. Who? Triple H. Yeah, but like, the, the, the like it's ridiculousness. I think he's better looking than The Rock. Dude, have you smelled what The Rock is cooking? I have, but I've also like, looked at Triple H, and he's a good-looking fella. Yeah? Do you yeah. think you would wear his blazer? No, only only <laughs> only, only Mark Burgers. Only Mark's, Mark Burgers. <laughs> so here's the thing, though, Morty. 
Vince McMahon, right? This is the sham of our world. This is the Trump politics. You know, McMahon and Trump, they're one and the same. I don't know if you've ever noticed this. <laughs> they're all the same shit. And here's what goes on, Roddy. McMahon is getting investigated by the company that he controls. He's the chairman and he is, he is the um, CEO. He's getting investigated. Why is he getting investigated? Because he was having a little um, nookie with his subordinate. Him and the subordinate, they were in a relationship. It might have been consensual, but I have to tell you, most consensual relationships don't end with a $3 million severance agreement. And if they do, I'm never going to be in a consensual relationship, Lauren, because I can't afford that type All of right, relationship. Three million bucks. <laughs> like, you should have dated McMahon. Yeah, why don't you get into a consensual relationship where you get paid $3 million? It's ridiculous. So, anyway, he. this is what the Trump and the McMahon do. They have the same vibe, right? They get on investigation. But no, McMahon, here's what he says. I'm going to step down. We're going to have my daughter take my position. <laughs> it gets better. But I'm not going to leave when it comes to content. I'm going to keep doing that one. So basically, he retains ownership. He has someone else as a figurehead, his daughter, where he's still working in the company while they're investigating him. So here's my question, Chazaka. And this leads us into today's Leapcast. Ready? When you read that Vince McMahon paid $3 million, this is what I want to know. $3 million. You think your day is bad. Th- I'm going to tell you why it's bad. You might be thinking to yourself, it's only $3 million. Wait, was it company money or his own personal Well, funds? he owns the company. He's yeah, the majority it, owner. Right, but was it out of his own bank account I don't or know. out of the company? I don't know. I think they're pretty close to the same thing. But anyway, here's the question. Ready? Vince McMahon, having nookie relationship with subordinate, pays $3 million. What do you think as an attorney after you hear that, I'm going to let Morty go first, Cheryl go second. Let's see the non-attorney Lauren, her thought, and I'm going to tell you what I think. Morty. As an attorney, well, first of all, I'm thinking about it first as a non-attorney, and I'm thinking- I don't want to know legal, by the way. I want to know what you're thinking as an attorney. It, who's attorney? You, Morty Yankovic. No, am I, am I oh, representing- are, You're you. You're no WWE? one. No, he's no you're saying you. if it's Morty, what does Morty yeah, think? Yeah, I think there's going to be a long legal proceeding here. Okay, he thinks a long legal proceeding. Cheryl. Well, obviously, there's some kind of cover-up. He's not paying her $3 million just because of nothing. So, obviously, there's information that she has. Well, okay. they said it was there was a non-disclosure. There side. was. That's yeah. what they said. But you don't know that. It's just a non-disparity, non-disclosure. You don't know why they why they wrote it. But, I, right. but she I has think he, something on she him. She has. And I think also when she was working for him as a secretary, I think he was paying her like two hundred grand as a salary. So, I think there's, yeah. a, there's a lot more right. of the story. And I think, I think over the next couple of weeks, you're going to see like – a pattern. Other, other a women come movement. out. Ah! Other non-disclosures. That's what I'm talking about. Like the Cuomo. But one second, is it? No, no it's not going to be like the Cuomo. Messages, emails. It's not going to be like the Cuomo. No, I think they said there were other women. Yeah, but here's the question: Other women with who? That's what I want to understand. You mean beyond him? Uh huh. If the CEO, chairman of a closely held business enterprise. Like, what do we see when we watch, like, the January 6th hearings? Was just Trump doing naughty things? Or was there everyone in his orbit doing naughty things? Because when you see the pinnacle person setting a cultural norm, what happens below the cultural norm? Right. Like, if you think about it. if What the, are they going to align with everybody there? Uh, yeah. So, yeah. like, if the boss of this company is having an open, notorious relationship with a subordinate. Everyone knew about this relationship. It wasn't, like, a secret relationship. That's what I'm reading. 
thing. And so the it question- It wasn't like Matt Lauer with his desk- uh, Yeah, button. no, it wasn't. A, it was with like- a panic button. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a relationship. It wasn't like just a, a fling. Like right. that's what they use they the word. They all knew he was dating. Yeah. So my question is, doesn't that tell everyone else in the office that's okay to trade sex- and relationships for positions of power, meaning someone with, uh, and you might be going, well, it's okay. That, well, he's the boss. So if she wanted Not a day okay. off, if she wanted a day off and another gal with the same role wanted a day off, who do you think got the day off? Like at the end of the day, I want to know what's going on. This WWE, you think that the real estate market's about to sw switch from being like a, a, sale, a seller's market with all the sellers having power to the buyers? WWE, I predict right now you're going to see sex discrimination, class actions, equal payout cases, all sorts of shenanigans coming out of that circus very, very soon. Because the way he runs it, just like Trump, is that it's like this close family business. That's what we're saying. Daughter takes his job, Ivanka. Just think how this one all goes down. Instead of leaving, he's kind of there. Trump never got rid of Trump organization. I'm showing you how it goes. And the difference is, Trump had more power. You see, the big smart about Trump was being president. Like if you're president, if he wins again, well, even if even if you see Garland charge Trump, if he wins again, the case is over until he's over. But because Gar Garland's gone. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But Vince McMahon's got nothing. <laughs> like the guy, the whole company, I'm telling you right now, I read that headline and I'm thinking to myself, I'm not so interested in the fact that in Connecticut, where they're headquartered, they have a mandatory sexual harassment training every two hours every 10 years, that they have to tell people about their rights, about being sex discrimination. And clearly, it's sex discrimination, just to be clear. If a boss is dating a subordinate, there's just no, there's, it's kind of like saying you can't have sex with a 12 year old, even if they said, okay. Right. Cause you're going to be able to find some benefit that he conferred to her over somebody else. It's insane. Yeah. And so my question, and becomes, I also imagine there's a lot of plaintiff's attorneys out there that are calling every woman that works for the yes. WWE. So that was what I wanted yeah, to know. Yeah. That was actually my question. Yeah. Does anybody have anyone's number? No, no, I, I don't want to call anyone. I just want you to see like, this is when I read the headline, when I read the headline, you all read McMahon has naughty relationship, and I read WWE stock. It's time to worry about that bad boy because the whole company, the whole company, in my prediction, it, I would be very shocked, just to put it out this way. A company that's closely held by a, f a family where – what's the word you get when your kids get jobs? Oh, nepotism. Yeah, that one. Yeah. And there's nepotism going on, and they don't give up power even when under investigation – that's what we're going with here. And the boss is dating a subordinate and paid $3 million because you all think there's something wrong in that one. I doubt that every other supervisor and manager was a choir boy or girl in that place. I just doubt that was the culture of the WWE. Yeah. And I'm put on, put on top of it, this is a place known for cr smacking a chair over someone's back. Like, that's where they made their money. So Cheryl's like sitting there like, I want a lawsuit, I want a lawsuit, I want a lawsuit. <laughs> But here's the thing, right? Like road trip. Oh, don't go, don't don't go on road trips because do you see what's going on with Yellowstone? Oh my goodness! Oh, it's like underwater, isn't it? That's the, so the, sad. The street's gone. I like you. You're driving. No more street. Like oh. it's in the water. It's 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 terrible. This really hits home to Andrew because after watching the show Yellowstone, but it's actually filmed in Utah. Oh. I, I learned this, so don't. Okay, so you're yeah. not. 
you're not like you're not really crushed. Yeah. yeah. Well, Yellowstone isn't it part of Utah? Isn't Yellowstone National Park? I people I, are only talking about Montana, but I think it goes no, into it neighboring in a, states. Yeah, it runs into a few different states. But I was pointing out that Yellowstone, the show, is a fraud. It's not Montana. Mm-hmm. I just needed you all to know that because <laughs> I, uh, for a moment there, was thinking I needed to move to Montana, <laughs> and then I researched. And I found it's Utah, and the Mormons require strange beer in Utah that doesn't have enough um, alcohol content for me, so I can't go to You're Utah. Not live there, okay? I, I think everybody wanted to move to Montana during COVID. It's like every house is like a million dollars there now. It's it's, it's funny it's you so say that expensive. because when I was doing the interview about the book this week. Uh, he asked me where I think markets are going to crash first. And one of them I said was Montana because everyone during COVID said, hey, I want to be like living in the, be a, uh, uh, what do they call one it? with nature, right? Well, yeah, I think they call it a cowboy millionaire. And they want to be a cowboy millionaire. They want to they play want that ranch. game. And so it drove up prices, like Cheryl was saying, exponentially quickly. And then people are sitting here now, and I don't know if you know if you've watched Yellowstone. But the flaw in Yellowstone is Montana is actually not sunny and beautiful all year. It's snowy and cold all year. That's the main flaw in the show. Right. They they got the months backwards. Like there's like <laughs> well, it's two a ski destination. Yes, but there's like it's a cold ski destination. Yeah. Like there's like two months where it's okay and ten months where your fingers feel numb. And so you love that though. I love that, but I'm thinking that lots of people that went there are now saying, "Oh shoot." They thought they were going to a prairie. So they asked me where I think is going to crash first, Lauren. And I said, your traditional destinations like Florida, like Austin, Texas, I think they're fine. I think they might go down, like everything's going to go down. But you saw all these people moving to like weird places like Greensboro, North Carolina. Like whoever said on on a, like Cheryl, have you ever said to Mark, Tomorrow, I want to go on a vacation to Greensboro, North Carolina. Like, yeah, you know never, what I'm never. never. And so, like, never. Mark would be like, let's go. <laughs> well, he, he's just scouting places for well, burgers, I, burgers. No, I know he, two people that moved there during the pandemic, so. It's too warm there. He won't have to give her his jacket. <laughs> <laughs> so the point, though, Bing, the point being that I think that these places that were, like, niche, like, that's where the big problem's going to be moving forward because that, that you know – Otherwise, otherwise, like you're not going to see a place like, I don't know, Denver, Colorado spiked during the pandemic. But the Colorado Avalanche are about to win the Stanley Cup against the Tampa Bay Lightning. We got a shout out on there. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, people want to go to Reefer Row. They want to go. They, they do. They they there actually w- is a reefer row. I know. They want to go skiing is in it Boulder. Portland, Oregon? No, it's in Colorado and Denver. <laughs> it's in Denver where it's, it's like a pot store after a pot store, but yeah. So here's the one, Roddy. I got two things for you guys. And then I just, I got, it's been a day. It's been a week. It's been a month. But I got two things for you that the Leapcast needs to go over. And then we're going we're gonna to close it out. The first one goes like this, Cheryl. There's this gal. I don't know if you read about this that wrote an article, and the article is How to Murder Your Husband. And she was just found guilty of murdering her husband. You cannot make that up. I just want you to tell me, like, do you I think, think- I saw that on the Hallmark Channel. You oh, saw the movie? Oh, a Lifetime movie? <laughs> a joke. But <laughs> how? Did she, did she write it before like she murdered her That's what I'm telling you. She wrote it before she murdered her husband. Lori and then murdered her husband. I just want to- Starring Lori, who Lauren. went to jail for- her. We don't normally we don't normally give legal advice on the Leapcast, but I have legal advice for you right now. <laughs> Once you've written an article how to do something criminal, 
You are no longer ever allowed to do it. You're a terrible criminal. Like you don't say how to rob a bank and, and then rob, rob the a bank. bank. <laughs> like at least if you're going to write how to rob a bank, steal from your stockbroker. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like don't, I'm not telling you like I don't endorse criminal activity whatsoever, but don't do that. And then the second thing, Cheryl, the second thing, and this goes to you again, and this is how we started the whole thing because- My blazer? How, is how it back to my go blazer? To her? It is back to our blazer. <laughs> okay. It is. It, well, I just wanted her to know All because she- se- Well, uh, uh, I told you I was going to tell you about dress codes, and this goes to Morty too because he's a discrimination attorney. It's not because you wear skirts. <laughs> I just wanted you to know that there's a charter school called Leyland. It's a charter school, and they have a dress code that said the gals could only wear skirts. And according to the U.S. Appeals Court, that is now unconstitutional. So you can wear whatever you want to wear, even Mark's blazer, and we can't stop you. Think about that. This is a Leapcast. Find us on social media at Listen to Leap or visit listen to Leap.com.